Welcome to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Our mission is to bring you discussions on a wide array of topics in the coaching world to grow players on and off the court. You can connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and also reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Now, here's your host, Coach Mike Hernandez. Hey, guys. So what I'm going to do in this episode and the next three episodes is going to be a little bit different than the usual format. Because I am on vacation for the rest of the month, I still wanted to bring you guys some episodes. But instead of interviews, what I thought I would do is I would share some brief memories, so to speak, of things from my coaching career and lessons that I've learned from them. It's a question I ask each guest at the end of every episode about a coaching moment that others listening could learn from, and I thought it would be kind of unique for me to share some coaching moments from my career that hopefully you can learn from as well. So each of these next four episodes is going to be about a coaching moment from my career that hopefully y'all can learn something from. So I'll go ahead and jump right into this one, which I have mentioned in a few episodes, And it's one that has always stuck with me and probably always will throughout my coaching career. So I'll go through what it is, the lesson I learned from it, and then hopefully some things that maybe you can take away from this experience that I've had. So this happened a few years ago. It was one of the games towards the end of the season. And up to that point, we've been having an okay season, but we were really inconsistent, especially on the offensive end. And we were playing a team that we had the ability to compete with, but it was going to be a challenge, especially if our offense wasn't firing on all cylinders. So the game starts, and we are probably having our best offensive performance that we've had all season. Shots are just falling, and we are running up the score almost after the first half. We're hitting threes, we're making contested jump shots, we're finishing on the break, knocking down free throws. It was like that coaching moment, I think, that everyone dreams of where your team almost like puts it all together at the end of the season and everything you've been working towards is put into practice during the end of the year, like your team is playing its best at the very end of the season. So it was great. And what I thought was going to be a super competitive game throughout the whole entire game was not that case after the first half. I think after the first half, we, we may have been up by about 20. And so people are in a good spirit. People are in a good mood. Everybody's pretty happy because we're having the offensive performance of the season. And we get to the third quarter and we regress back to the mean, so to speak, where now shots aren't falling. And now those contested jump shots aren't going in. Things are getting a lot more difficult on the offensive end, and slowly but surely, that lead is being chipped away. And what once was like a 20-point lead, all of a sudden you look up and you're up by four, you're up by five. Now keep in mind, we're still battling pretty well on the defensive end. We're we're still working hard. The, The girls' spirits are still up, but the shots that were going in in the first half, you know, they're just not falling for whatever reason. So this team... Uh, that we're playing is is crawling their way back into the game and it's getting close as the third quarter comes to an end. And 
when the fourth quarter is about to start, I specifically remember a couple of our players talking to the team in the huddle, talking about keeping their confidence up. Don't worry about this. We got this. Everything's going to be all right. Trust each other. Trust the process of what we need to get done, and we're going to still pull through and get this victory. And I thought that was super cool that we had that level of maturity, that level of focus, because, of course, as you know, a lot of teams can – uh, start to fall apart as they start to see that lead whittle away. But th that's not what, uh, you know, my girls were doing. They, they were sticking with it and keeping that positivity, keeping that competitiveness up. And I was, I was really encouraged by that. But even still, we're still kind of struggling on the offensive end and we're getting on the real cold stretch here. Uh, and at this point, we're even missing a couple shots that we definitely should not be missing. So eventually uh, the game does become tied in the fourth quarter. Um, I think there was a few minutes left at this point and the game is tied and we get to a situation where we foul them and they're in the bonus. So they're going to shoot a one and one. And so this team comes up, they go and shoot the front end of the one and one and they miss it. And so we're able to get the rebound and whatever this circumstance or situation may be, I don't exactly remember the details, but we're off and running into a fast break. So we get the outlet pass to our guard, and before you know it, she's in a one-on-one -on -one situation with a defender. And we're at the situation where she's right above the three-point line with the ball, the defender's there, and it's just her and the defender. And this player, great high-character player she was, good leader, strong player, but just a little bit inconsistent. And her, and her ability to score and some of her finishing ability was a little bit questionable at times. She was a little bit streaky with her ability to finish at the basket. Anyway, she has this girl in a one-on-one -on -one situation and she makes a move that, man, I have never seen this girl make. It was a crossover little ankle breaker move that i had just never seen completely shakes the defender that's on her shakes the defender she goes up she gets fouled she makes the layup and we're home during this game too so you know the crowd erupts at it potential three-point play all the girls are really excited and it was like the exact play that we needed at that moment after that happens, the ref comes and he's waving his hands, waving his hands, calling off the basket. All the players are looking around. The crowd's confused. The players are confused. The ref points to me and he says, before the shot, timeout white. Because I called a timeout when she was in that one-on-one -on -one situation because I didn't trust her with the ball in that situation and I wanted to draw up a play. So it got completely waved off. The girls are like shell-shocked. They go back into the huddle. I can see my player who, who had just scored. It looked like the color had drained out of her face and she was really bummed out. And I knew in that moment, I had made a mistake. And long story short, I don't even know what I drew up. We didn't score off of it though. And we ended up losing that game by one point. And I'm very fortunate that I had such a great group of kids who still were optimistic at the end of the game. They were still in pretty good spirits. Nobody was overly upset. Obviously, you're upset after you lose a game. But nobody was overly upset or assigning blame or anything like that. 
Um, and I was super grateful about that, but I learned a valuable lesson that day and it was about over coaching. And I think as coaches, sometimes we can get to that point where we try to have our fingerprints too much on the game. We try to control too much and take away the game from our players and try to come off as a genius who has this great play that we're going to run or try to maneuver the metaphorical chess pieces around just right and everyone's going to be amazed at you know our coaching brilliance. But at the end of the day, the game is for the players. And I think if you have a group that you trust, and I did trust that group, you got to let them play. Let them play. Trust that you coach them well and that they're going to do the things that you need them to do in order to be successful. Obviously, there will be some exceptions to this where things need to be talked about. But in that situation I just described, I had no business calling a timeout there. It was a one-on-one -on -one situation. It was the best scoring look we were going to get. And it just came down to me not trusting her and not trusting my team. And I thought I had to call up something for them to get a better look. And I learned from that. And I'm not perfect. But I can say I'm a lot better now at relinquishing control and letting my players play. So my advice to you as coaches is to just always kind of keep that in mind. This game is for our players. Trust yourself as a coach that you've coached them well. Let them play. Let them make mistakes. Let them learn from those mistakes. And don't feel like you have to be showing off your coaching brilliance and all the things that you learned on YouTube or through books or through seminars and implement those in every timeout or every you know, halftime strategy. Trust the process, trust the game plan, let your players play, and your players are going to like it more, and you'll be surprised at some of the awesome things your players will do if you just kind of let them have that freedom. So hopefully you enjoyed this first episode. I'll have three more coaching moments to share in the coming weeks. Good luck to all of you out there running your summer programs and doing your summer thing. Keep at it, and I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you next time.